course, your home for why the hell can I see both of you? My name's Nathan, your most uncomfortable being person host. <laughs> My name's Andy, your most live from Cleveland. It sucks. Host. And I'm Pat, your hammer time host. You can't touch this. So let's just, <laughs> let's get this out of the way. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's not good. Oh no. no. Oh my you god. You don't want to open on that? Alright, no, let's it. get this out of the way right now. Mm. Our audio may sound a little weird, uh, because for the first time since like our first like few episodes yeah. which never got put up at all. No. Maybe right. some of those, but But like we haven't like recorded in the no. same room with each other because we started a pod. Just before COVID. Yeah, like just a couple months before. Right. COVID was always the four sorcerer. So we are in the same room with each <laughs> other, and we have 30 minutes from the time we started this episode to record. So yeah. let's get into it. We um, wanted to do... Um, we we look, haven't yeah. been, we haven't been releasing regularly. We're sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Right. We got a lot on our plates. We're humans. Also, it's going to be a weird episode to edit. I'll, it should be easy because there's no like three it, audio tracks. Put it this way: if you if if like you want to be able to depend on regular episodes, you need to contribute enough in Patreon to support <laughs> one of us not having a full time job to pay our bills. Certainly. You know what I mean? If, like, otherwise, saying, this is a hobby that we do. I'm just and saying, sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> if one of you donates thirty thousand dollars a year, we're set. Or I mean, Ooh. yeah, even just like a couple thousand dollars a year, I would, I could, I feel like. Would be yep. enough to support the demand of regular episodes. But anyway. So we are, but the whole thing is, this will be extremely easy to edit, and you guys should be aware of it, because my plan is to not edit it. We're Whoa. just going to release what we do over the next 27 minutes. Fart so, jokes and all. Here's the deal. We'll do it live. <laughs> oh no, please get him out of the studio. We are, <laughs> we are all kind of aware. We're going to talk about, not necessarily the action itself. Here's the deal. Last week, uh... Uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, was attacked in their home in San Francisco Mm -hmm. to the point where he needed brain surgery. As of this recording, he is supposed to make a full recovery. Yeah. Um, So that is good. He's also 82 years old. So being attacked, probably not great. But we want to talk about the things around that. Um Certainly, yeah. the details of the attack are still a little bit up in the air. Well, but what we know so far, basically, is that this person was... the. First of all, uh, there seems... Uh, shocker, but it seems like this person is probably a far-right extremist. Um, Conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, to Alex Jones. Insert, well, insert shocked puppet gif here. Right. Um... So, this person broke into the Pelosi home in San Francisco looking for Nancy, who was in Washington, D.C. at the time. And it's worth noting that, like, most Congress people really don't release their schedules. And even when they do, like, in order to get the actual details of when and where exactly they'll be, like, you have to go through a vetting process. Like, right. it's so it's not like you can just Google. Well, is she in Washington right now? Right. Right. And I mean, like, you can figure <laughs> first it out question, if there was a hearing or something. But. First question, does anybody know how we knew he was looking for Nancy? Uh, because well, he, he told, said, where's Nancy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was times. yelling, <laughs> where's Nancy? Also, um, I'm pretty sure he was arrested uh, and taken without any injury from the police, right? Be- being white that he is. Um, well, and the other thing is um, that I think is important is that 
Nancy Pelosi was in Washington, but the thing is, her security detail was also oh. in Washington with her, yes. which is what left her husband open to this sort of attack. So, yeah, her official security detail, that being said, there pretty much every um, congressperson does have other like security on their at their house. So she does have security at her home, but not her full like official security detail. So worth noting. Um, so what happened is this guy broke in somehow through the back door. Uh, the back of the house and um, started shouting, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Um, it's a little unclear. It's very fuzzy what happened um, basically between that and his, when the cops finally showed up. So apparently w- roughly what happened is Paul Pelosi was somehow able to contact the police so that they would show up. That's that good news, I guess. <laughs> I have so sub- far read, of. I'm going to, I'll stick a fact check in here because I've read two headlines that say, Paul Pelosi tricked intruder mm. to contact police, but I don't know what the details of that are because I keep on hitting paywalls oh. and I just haven't had time. Yeah, so so we'll get we'll get some more details on that. Um, fact check, fact check, fact check. And welcome back to fact check. Anyway, I'm going to make this one short, but not mini fact check short. Anyway, according to a political article that we'll make sure to get in the doobly doo for you, quote. Paul Pelosi was able to dial 911 himself after telling the intruder he had to go use the bathroom and then calling from there where his phone had been charging, according to a person familiar with the situation, end quote. So, I don't know how much we trust, quote, a person familiar with the situation, but that does seem to be what has been referred to as Paul tricking the intruder until the police could arrive. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Somehow or other, and it uh, it would appear that probably Paul Pelosi acquired a hammer from his house. Or two. Um, Or two. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Um, Because... My understanding is that when the cops showed up, that the two were facing off, each with a hammer in hand, which is kind of a weird way to do combat, but okay. Well, and also, like, he struck Paul while the police were there. Like, the the physical injury that happened to Paul had not occurred up until the the point that the cops showed up, which is wild, and like, good job, cops. I don't normally advocate for like people getting shot in police interactions, but like, if there's a time when somebody's going to get shot during a police interaction, like, yeah, that... actually trying to hit somebody with a hammer. <laughs> Pretty sure legally, like, your reasoning only applies to people of color. Right. I was going to say, Pat, do you did you miss the part where Andy said he was white? Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. Of course. Um, you know, just yeah. Back. You're right. The like, just like January sixth, right? Had the had that been a bunch of mm. people of color? Well, we're gonna get into yeah. that. Um. So so, long story short, um, Paul Pelosi sustained some severe injuries, um, and apparently had to go undergo brain surgery. I hadn't heard that part actually. New update following this morning's attack at the Pelosi home. We have now confirmed through our sister station KGO that Paul Pelosi underwent skull surgery for his injuries. We're told the damage is significant, but he is expected to recover. The House Speaker's husband is 82 years old. Um, but he does look to make a full recovery. Meanwhile, the assailant has been taken into custody, and I'm sure will be uh, spending the rest of his life in jail. 
Um, which, fine. So there's some things to talk about here, and I think one of the big ones for me anyway is um, political violence, because Joe Biden came out and did a, uh, which by the way, <laughs> my mother is very annoyed that we keep saying Joe Biden instead of Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't get it. Why do you keep doing that? I'm sorry, mom, but it's just funny to us because we're weird. Yeah, you're, um, saving, you're saving like a syllable? It's just it's like a, a weird thing. It's just being weird. Anyway. A syllable? Right, like so, since Joe is one syllable and we say Joe, it's like... It's the same. Joe it's Bi- no difference. Joe Biden yeah. is three syllables. It's like how... Joe Biden is three syllable... But it's it feels longer. It's, it's so anyway. <laughs> the point is, Joe Biden came out and, and Joe Biden. talked. Joe Biden came out and talked a little bit about um, about political violence, and there has been a massive increase in political violence over the last few years. And this is a both sides of of the issue thing because oh, f- both off. no no it is um, both Republican and Democratic representatives have seen a massive uptick. In the last like five to ten years, in threats and um, potential yes, attacks. Absolutely. Now it's not equal on both, but both sides have been increasing a lot because There's, political tensions are rising in the country. There a lot. are actually numbers about this from what I've seen, and we're doing this live, so yeah, yeah. who knows how right I am. But um, <laughs> but since uh, Trump took office, there has been yeah. a five hundred percent increase in threats made against political officials, and. The vast majority of that is against Democrats. This data from the U.S. Capitol Police Threat Assessment Team shows that threats against them have more than doubled since 2017. In 2021, they had more than 9,000 cases of what they say were concerning statements and threats. The Friday attack against Paul Pelosi highlighting the troubling trend. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely not even, but I, but like, we need, we need to acknowledge that, like, for example, when Roe got overturned, the conservative justices on the Supreme Court, especially one of my least favorite people in the whole world, Clarence Thomas, uh, definitely received a, a, sign- a huge uptick in political threats. And I don't, and like. Oh, yeah, that's true. And um, people showing up at like, their houses yeah. and stuff. So it's, I don't advocate well, for that. You're, well, you're absolutely right. It's not even. And I'm. 100% right. going to I will also say that, but. I'm 100% fine with people showing up at these people's houses to protest mm-hmm. peacefully to protest with, peacefully with with a picket with a sign and like yeah but but the concern is those sorts of things can turn violent very quickly and so the, I would just want to here's here's my, all right so anyway any uh, here's my thing with the whole topic of political violence um I think it's one thing if Someone wants to throw a Molotov cocktail in a politician's house because they raise taxes ten percent or something, right? <laughs> is that the is that that's, the one you're okay that's with? That's a problem. Okay. Oh. However. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. And I'm not saying that I'm okay with this, but where for me at least it it just gets really muddy and complicated and not clear cut for me is when those political elites are people who actively are oppressing and doing things to hurt the the people that they ostensibly serve i think that those people do have a certain level of right to object to those politicians who are oppressing them and i'm using kind of dramatic terms but like uh, you know we can parse through the nuance not probably not on this episode because we're trying to be quick but like anyway I mean, you can parse through it in I, 18 minutes you're good i have 
I, I just have a certain level of sympathy for people, for people wanting to overthrow their oppressors. And you usually have to use violent means to do that, history says. You see, he says, says, listen, here's the thing. I don't know what you kids are up to, but I do know one thing. Laws are threats made by the dominant socioeconomic ethnic group in a given nation. It's just a promise of violence that's enacted and police are basically an occupying army. You know what I mean? You just want to make some bacon? He pulls a mask over his face, pulls a lit Molotov cocktail out of his mailbag, and... That was on fire the whole time? So it's just a tricky thing to say, like, oh, I take... Like, oh, I condemn all political violence. Well, I mean, violence is bad. That is a thing. But, like, also, people have the right to buck the system that oppresses them. Um, I'm going to pretty hard disagree. So, like, the foundation... Right. Everyone should stay oppressed, you fucking peasants. Yes, that's my <laughs> that point. That's, point. That's my main point. Um, no, uh, the foundation of America is that we have a peaceful transition of power sure. every, you know, four years, two years, six years, whatever it is, that we overthrow the government by voting. We don't overthrow the government by killing a bunch of people. And what if the government has set it up so that you cannot overthrow it by voting? I mean, then that is clearly a problem. So um, that's our current situation. So does that change anything for you? I I never really want to go <laughs> on the record and advocate that, like, okay, here's the point where violence is okay. Yeah. I don't I don't think that we reach a point where no. where j- violence just becomes okay. I think the more interesting question, for the record, actually, I do agree with that. I just <laughs> the more interesting question actually is how much can you collectively blame a group of people? Especially a group of people who are putting out false information or misinformation that winds up resulting in individual Hmm. choices that lead to violence. So, um, you know, usually we are in the habit of not blaming collectives for individual uh, isolated incidents of violence. But if what you're doing is you're spitting out a bunch of misinformation, just clearly not factual information, and it winds up resulting in uh, just like really irresponsible uh, ideas getting in people's heads that lead to violence, like we have problems. You know, I don't know that we're necessarily able to blame a class of people or like a whole collective of people for that but like we have problems like we got to do something about it you got trouble folks right here in river city trouble with a capital t and that rhymes with p and that stands for pool so i couldn't agree more i think i i kind of sort of don't blame paul pelosi's attacker i'm making a guess here that he is mentally unstable in that from from what I understand, they haven't confirmed it yet, but from what they think of his social media platform, he's advocated for, I believe, Flat Earth. He also believes that aliens have taken over our government and are forcing us to do things. He believes that computer chips were in uh, the... He's close. It's not aliens. It's lizard people. But, right. You know. So, but, like, the COVID <laughs> easy, vaccine... Easy uh, in uh, The COVID vaccine gave you computers. And the thing is, Fox News, for example... 
uh, in court said that no reasonable person would believe Tucker Carlson. That was <laughs> yeah. that was their argument when he was taken to court for the yeah. things that he said that on his show. Tucker Carlson's employer's yeah. argument, right. Like, right? Right. But the thing is, <laughs> our guy's I, too ridiculous. And right. the Supreme Court was like, "Yeah, okay, sure." That's what the and I agree with that. But like Tucker Carlson's platform is the Republican platform for the most part. And the thing is, I agree. You like no reasonable person would believe you. But the thing is, you are specifically trying to talk to unreasonable people. And when you put out dangerous information and you advocate for violence, because let's be clear, that's what the Republican Party is doing. Marjorie Taylor Taylor Greene came out last week and said at a rally that Democrats are coming after Republicans to kill them and they are already doing it. And then provided nothing. Because of course you did. The, the thing is, this is what they do, and this is the result of that. I will say, it's not, they aren't acting as a monolith. A few people have said, oh, that's too bad, Paul. Like, Mitch came out and said mm. he was against it. But most of them haven't said anything. I also am not a big uh, a big uh, conspiracy theory nut, uh, thus this whole thing. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, the day before it happened, is, can't wait to see what happens tomorrow, or something like that. And then... Mm didn't clarify what she was talking about That's at weird. all. Did I wonder if anything else happened that she could have... Like, certainly nothing that took the news as much as this, but... Um, all right, so a couple quick things. One, um, if this misinformation is indeed so absurd and... and uh, Pervasive? Like, it, like, no reasonable person would believe it, then... It shouldn't be. I think. I think one of the things that we're doing here is we are making this out to be these these this misinformation, making it out to be so ridiculous. Why would anyone believe such a ridiculous thing? They'd have to be so unreasonable. And the thing is that it's not actually that unreasonable. It is they what they do is and and like I know we love to talk about the Republicans and Fox News and stuff as though they literally just pull things out of thin air and occasionally like. Some details of stuff they do, but what they do is they take actual issues, actual problems, and then spin that and and make up yeah. stuff about that. So all right. of this stuff that all of these Republicans are coming from is like the the foundation, the original baseline information for it was right, and then they stacked a bunch of bullshit on top and mixed it in so that they can't tell. So what they've done is built a house that's made out of some bricks and some fucking dog shit. And the reason I make this point is these people aren't really acting irrationally. They are acting rationally based on a different set of information and a different worldview. Right. So it appears irrational to us who have this other set of like information and worldview. But they're all those Trump voters are well, I shouldn't say all those Trump voters. <laughs> but most of those Republicans, most of those Trump voters are not irrational people. They are not all crazy. They are not, they do not all need to be put in an asylum. They are all rational thinkers and actors who have been, uh, very, very, uh, tactfully misled, deluded on, on like certain points. But when, like, it's absolutely 100% correct to say that the Democratic Party is corrupt as f. 100%. And, but then, the thing is, their explanation of how they're corrupt is wrong. 
their their understanding of what the Democrats are like. For example, when they say like that the Democrats are suppressing democracy and uh, subverting the election, right? That's not actually that wrong because the Democrats do quite a bit to suppress democracy in this country, but not what they think they're doing. They're not, like, inventing votes and stuff. They're keeping other people off the ballot. They're gerrymandering the states that they own um, and stuff like that. Like, they're they're just – it's like the Republicans keep, like, hitting the nail right next to the head, so to speak, or hitting right right next to the – like, it's it's, – well, so I do have a, a theory that if if you are going to get blamed for doing something bad, you might as well have done it in the first place about rounding up Republicans. So, like, if we're going to get blamed anyways for, like, we're coming for <laughs> uh, Republicans and rounding them up, like, you know, hey, that that's a, an idea, you know? Um, uh, the, the other thing is... <laughs> The other thing is, like, uh, for the record, I do not support that one. Um, I'm down with firebombing Clarence Thomas, apparently, but well, not firebombing. <laughs> okay, I don't Malatov cocktailing. Um, no, but like, I'm very concerned Listen. that we have an election that's coming up in like less than two weeks. It's like basically a week now. I'm just saying, if I got locked in a windowless room with uh, with Clarence Thomas and a gun. <laughs> You'd shoot Toby I'm twice. coming out, and he's not. <laughs> and if I had a gun with two bullets, and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. Oh. Anyway. That's, that's fair. Um, and, and we've already had a bunch of people come out and say, like, you know, we're going to go around and have, like, election integrity squads that are going to show up at all of these state capitals and, like, count all of the votes yeah. and, like, basically intimidate voters uh there there's like organization now there's like people who are organizing groups and yeah. like getting almost militias oh. to to start coming out i, and I think the, almost just being kind of generous <laughs> yeah i mean so we're gonna see that in like a week yeah. see what the results of that are and uh like that's clearly a problem um i don't like i mean clearly i don't advocate for for violence in any way but we need to have the infrastructure in place that we can make sure that these people don't succeed in disrupting v- legitimate voting yeah yeah and i this is just our our way of things now like republicans have realized oh without any any proof at all like not a shred of proof we can just say that Every election was falsified. Every election just is the corrupt. ones we lose, just right? Because the, the right. thing is, in in a no, state, no, they actually have claimed fraud in a number of cases that they won, saying that they should have won by a lot more. Correct. <laughs> so just to be clear, well, and, that's a, and that's the thing. Like a lot of Republican senators and Congress people have like called for the overturning of the presidential election. On ballots, they were also on, but they don't. They don't want their like. Yeah. They don't want their result overturned. Just the other part yeah. that that part of the ballot was corrupt. Not not my part of the ballot. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. And I would say, like to to touch on the thing you said earlier, Andy. I think Fox News definitely lies to people. I think yeah. there it's it's more complicated than that though and there's the as the, with all things right there's the opinion piece there's the people that they bring on they certainly bring on liars and like ask them to lie over and over and over again you can argue that 
the anchors don't lie as much as the guests do. You can lie. Uh, you can uh, kind make of a the, Joe Rogan kind of argument, like. right? You can make the uh, argument that there's a difference between an anchor and like an opinion speaker, like your Tucker yeah. Carlson's or whatever. But it's 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 all real bad, and like this is just the way of things now. Yeah, all and, cable news does that. For the record, like if it's if if your news shows ads. Those companies that run those ads are the people who are determining what news they're reporting and how they're reporting it. And it's like, I think so many people, I do this myself sometimes, skip through the ads and just ignore them. But like, we really probably should pay a lot closer attention because those (laughs) are the companies that own those news outlets, owned by, they fund them because (laughs) those news outlets make their money from ads. They don't make their money from you. And that means that their customers are the people who are paying for the ads. Those are the customers that they serve. And... (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, um, and worth noting also, those companies, because we really only actually have, like, I don't know, four or five major companies in in the United States that looks like a few hundred, but it's all, like, who owns who and subsidiaries and like that. Yeah. So, like, those are the same, like, five or six companies that own our government. Right. So, like, it's very important to think about your news source. If your news source runs ads, those companies are their customers, and those are the people who make these like yeah you're, and you're i do the product yes i do love uh <laughs> i do love i love the pbs news hour i think they do <laughs> a great job but like it always oogs me out a little bit at the end where like it's brought to you by walmart and like halliburton or yeah. whatever <laughs> like yep. oh <laughs> oops okay well yeah. guess we can't really completely <laughs> trust that and i and the same thing with npr because but, NPR likes to, I mean, they really, really try very hard to present themselves as a very neutral news source. And I think in a sense, they, on, on the subjects that they report on, I think they do a good job of that. But you still always have to wonder, what are they not reporting on? I guess. What do they skip you, over? You sound more and more like a conspiracy theorist every day because you like throw this <laughs> stuff out, but you don't so, like have anything to back it up with. Well, like, what, I'm not saying... I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not saying it doesn't sound good. What I'm saying is, like, I'm going to need some receipts when you say stuff like that. Well, well, I mean, all right, this is... Say stuff like what? What specifically? Like the advertisers. Right, so that NPR specifically doesn't report on certain things because Uh, of... I'll give you an example. Um, So NPR doesn't report on the... uh, When... In, what was it, 2014, when the U.S. sponsored the overthrow of the Ukrainian government in favor of a new government that was going to make the deal with the IMF that the old government had just decided to back out of. NPR, and and especially when Russia did the invasion, they start the clock when Russia invaded uh, or, you know, annexed the Crimea Peninsula as a response to us overthrowing the Ukrainian government they completely skip over the fact that we threw over the Ukrainian government, which prompted Russia to annex the Crimea. So why? Well, because we want to be friendly with Ukraine. We want to, and and this is interesting, um, so something friend of the pod, Jen Briney, has reported on uh, and talked about quite a bit, is that Congress, despite what they tell us, Congress 
says to each other, and you can just watch them go say this on C-SPAN, go look for the hearings, check out the Jen Briney episode on oh, on man. the Ukraine, because, um, yeah, she'll have links to all the appropriate hearings and stuff, too. Uh, well, my sure understanding, we'll do, but, do that. But basically, I, Congress I is... In. I really do. So, my understanding is that we helped, but that the Ukrainians did elect that government. Mm, uh, no. The Ukrainians elected okay. the government that we overthrew. That government had been democratically elected by the Ukrainians, and that government decided they didn't want to do the deal with the IMF. They would rather do a deal with Russia. U.S. came and, uh, oh, who was there? Um, so Chris Murphy, who's still in Congress and still bullshit and very lie. He's a liar um, and a warmonger. Him, uh, John McCain... Victoria Newland, who's in the Biden administration now. Um, anyway, these people all went over there and riled up a bunch of, you know, a, a bunch of Ukrainians who wanted the other, the 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 pro West regime basically, and got them to overthrow the democratically elected but pro Russia regime and replace it with the pro West regime. So, okay. Um, and the U S handpicked all the people who went into that new Ukrainian government, by the way, they had meetings over it and we were the ones who picked everybody out. Um, so anyway, so um, we, yeah, we're going to need to talk about that more. Yeah, obviously, but that, I would also say we have 90 seconds left, right? That uh, was just an example of NPR bullshitting us. Based on right, eight our defense con, no, 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 no. Right now, while while Russia okay. invaded, they completely left out the whole U.S. overthrew their government. Started with Russia invaded Crimea. That's, that's why, fair. because the U.S. is trying to keep this. It's a proxy war in Ukraine. What's going on? And we're trying to. Our Congress has explicitly said their goal. They say this on C-SPAN. You can just go watch. They say that their goal is to prolong this conflict and drain Russia as much as possible. That's their stated that's their actual goal, not what they tell us. So, so I do want to I do want to exit on a The Democrats are liars a, too. I, I want to exit and on a People die note. because of it. I want to exit on a happier note. Um <laughs> I do have a lot of hope for the peaceful transition of power. We've made it like over 200 years doing it this way so far and so like I'm hopeful that we can just keep going on that good, like, peaceful transition of power trend. I mean, I guess 150 because the Civil War. Right. Well, I I wouldn't really call that peaceful trend. But yeah, other than that, you know. I think think we're probably going to have a Civil War, but I don't think it's going to be a good or useful one. It's going to be a Civil War, and it's really just going to be, like, the super, super, like, uh, hardcore Republicans versus, like, the U.S. military. It's going to be... I, I like our chances on that Civil War. I mean, how much of the U.S. military is super Trump, mega Republican? Not enough. Anyway, that is time, baby. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, I really do need to come up with a catchphrase. Well, hopefully we give you something to think about. Love you. Bye. Hopefully that thing we gave you to think about is not attacking Bye. politicians for the record. Oh, yeah. Again, well, not advocating for political violence. Just saying that... Sometimes some people have to go. You know, I kind of like <laughs> this format of being, like, really pressed on time. I feel like the episode is denser, and we have to, like, really be snappy with our points. Yeah, but then we have to gloss over certain stuff, and we don't get to elaborate on those points I like mean, Nathan yeah. wanted me to. And then I ended up taking the whole last part of the episode to talk about Ukraine. Uh, wait, wait, you guys need to say something funny for the flintel.
Oh no, we've already. Can somebody accidentally fart or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right.